Welcome to Woman Reinvented with your host, Beth Smith. Your sponsor this week is Magnolia Organizing. Now, here's Beth. I'm so excited to welcome Jen Rogers to our podcast today. I'd heard about her amazing weight loss transformation and her health reinvention, so I wanted to interview her for our podcast, but I also didn't know that she was a full-time caregiver and a mama lion to her autistic son. I think I really enjoy getting to know Jen, and I'm so glad that she's with us on Woman Reinvented. Hey, today we're welcoming Jen Rogers. Jen, I'm so excited to have you on our podcast. In fact, funny enough, you were one of the first people that was recommended to me. And through one reason or another, it's been a little bit delayed for us getting together, but you have an amazing story. And I know that many of our podcast listeners are going to just love hearing what you have to say. Um, But I'm not going to steal any of that thunder. Um, I'm going to let you kick it off by telling us, well, obviously say hello. Hi, everyone. How are y'all today? Great. Um, (laughs) I don't know how interesting. It depends on which interesting story. Well, uh, first off. Of your weight loss, your big one is your weight loss. So, talk about um, you were featured actually, and and make sure you talk about that um, that magazine you were featured in. But um, you have an amazing weight yeah. loss story. So let's talk first about that, and then because uh, you know we all look at ourselves and go, ah, I'd like to lose five pounds, ten pounds, a hundred pounds. We're all critical about how we look and how we'd like to reach some personal goals. So first, talk about that, and then we can talk about some of your other things that you've done in your life? Sure. Well, um, I've always struggled uh, with my weight. Um, it was something that my, my mother actually fought all of her life, and then she projected it onto me. Um, and due to multiple variables, mainly being hormones and endocrine system, um, I was always heavy, and I used food as an emotional resource. Uh, you know, your classic stories. Um, I was 12 when my mother put me on my first Weight Watchers. Oh. Um, that was 30, 30 some odd years ago. Just a few. And just a few. I, I'm, I'll own it. I'm 45. I'm, I'm proud of it. Um, and so I struggled. And the only time I ever lost, I, I tried everything. I, I went through Weight Watchers. I went through every single for-profit commercial weight loss program, doctors, offices, shots. And even uh, eventually developed unhealthy eating disorder um, in high school. And at that point was the only time I ever truly lost weight, but I had severe health repercussions as a result of it. So I fought weight for 31 odd years. I fought infertility all those years also trying to get pregnant and it never worked. And in 2016, I was 240, 250 pounds, give or take. I was in absolute pain. I was also physically in pain, emotionally in pain, because I was saying, preparing to say goodbye to my mother, who was dying from complications of COPD and various Mm -hmm. autoimmune issues. Mm. Um, Went out to dinner. Both my husband and I, we were both overweight uh, in our 240s, 250s, and plus. And I was ready to go for surgery. I was ready to do a, a gastric bypass or sleeve or something to that effect. And my husband and I stumbled across some friends and he's like, I'm going to do Atkins. And the friend said, no, wait, why don't you try this ketogenic? And I said, listen, honey, 
if you want to try the ketogenic, fine, you start on it. And then if it works, then I'll try it. And at the same time, we were trying a new doctor as well. As well. And he actually supported the ketogenic. He looked at my, my history and my labs and everything. And he's like, try the ketogenic, just try it for three months. And I said, you know what, fine. I will try it for three months just to spite you and to prove everybody that is, I, I'm the lost cause. I can't lose weight. Right. <laughs> and then I ate crow. I, then I, I discovered that it actually did work. And in a little over, so April 15th, 2016, I officially started. Um, and by April of 2017, I have lost. Uh, we're having some pounds. weird, I finally reached. weird, um, weird noises on the line. I apologize, but let's just go on. I think it'll be all right. Okay. Um, eventually I, by May or June, I had reached an 80 plus um, pound weight loss. Wait a and minute. Wait, you started April 15th and how long did it take you to get to 80 pounds off? Um, 14 months. 14 months. 14 months to lose 80 pounds. There's no shakes, no pills. I ate real food. I've helped put numerous, um, health issues into remission. I, I will never say I've cured any of my issues, but I have put them into remission. I have partial complex seizures, part of epilepsy, chronic sinusitis, tonsillitis, um, severe acne. Uh, again, the weight loss. I had blood pressure issues. I had arthritis going on. Um, it's helped me a little bit for a point with my hormones, unfortunately, it helped push me finally into official menopause, but that's fine. Right. Um, it's helped me with psoriasis on my skin. And the biggest one of all is my anxiety and depression. The weight really? loss was the cream. Yeah. I used to be popping a whole lot of pills to get through the day. And I, all I take now are four vitamins and that's it. So do you think your depression was keyed on your weight or were you just, is it because you finally were eating the right diet that your body needed that was able to let you process things differently? How, what do you contribute? How, what do you think that made your depression go away? Well, part of it is the clinically and medically, the depression anxiety is associated with uh, inflammation. Inflammation is a result of the overabundance of the sugar and the glucose in the body by eliminating all of that. Um, that dissipated, that just naturally disappeared. I still experience bouts of depression or bouts of anxiety, but it's in an extremely manageable way. Um, not one where that requires prescription medication to help manage my day. Um, there's several clinical trials and several medical journals that support um, going when I, and I haven't even mentioned it, but this is called a ketogenic way of eating. It's not a diet. This is a way I will have to eat for the remainder of my life right. to remain healthy. Um, but all the clinical trials and medical journals associate, reference that living ketogenic help alleviate all of the ailments that I presented. Um, it helps people with autoimmune issues as well. I wish I had known about this years ago when my mother could have truly benefited from it. Wow. And the great thing is this was created by neurologists in the early 1900s to help children who were suffering from epilepsy at the time, and there were no modern medications available to help manage their seizures. He proved through this controlled environment, it worked. These children's seizures either reduced or actually disappeared, and it worked. The diet fell out of favor as pharmaceuticals uh, became apparent and replaced it. And so actually, tell me, do you, diet, you may have mentioned this before, but let me back up just a little bit. Do you say this also has minimized your seizures? Yes. Awesome. I, I might, I've not had, yeah, I've not had an aura or 
uh, uh, my migraines, which are part of the seizures, I have not had one. Actually, I did have one, but it was after one time eating one Oreo cookie. Yeah. My daughter, not Caroline, you know my daughter Caroline, but my other daughter has found that um, mm -hmm. a keto diet um, has el eliminated her migraines. Now, she, has, she, she hasn't lost yes. the weight at the pace that you have, but for her, not having migraines has been, she mm -hmm. says, I don't care if I ever lose another pound. I don't have migraines anymore because she's eating this way. Right. Wow, yeah. that's amazing. I mean, it helps people with, uh, it helps people with sleep apnea. It helps people lower their, if they're type two diabetic, even type ones can do this within control. Um, I've helped my father lower his A1C. My son has autism, ADHD, and as along with several other neurological issues, it's helped him tremendously. I've helped my brother, um, and he has um, numerous health issues as well, and it's helped him tremendously. And it's just amazing the benefits of living um, a ketogenic lifestyle. And it's realistic. And the nice part, best part is it's adaptable to your life. My husband and I, we're viewed as being hardcore right. um, keto. Well, I guess so. I can't. <laughs> well, we, you well people, there, are some, there's, there are some people that call it dirty or lazy keto, right. um, where they eat more processed food or they don't stick to it as well, but you're not going to reap the benefits if you do it that way. Um, it, it's all up to your personal needs and what you're available to, how much time you're willing to get into it. So when you say you're I mean, hardcore, even you, recent, don't eat, you eat yeah. mainly proteins, you don't eat processed well, you need a high level of proteins. You eat processed, not very many processed foods. And what else do you not eat? Um, I'm a higher, at this point, the stage that I'm at, um, I eat, we're what we consider now carnivore keto. So we mainly eat just protein and minimal fat as much as possible. Um, so we're very modified. But in the beginning, I ate some safe vegetables, your cruciferous vegetables, your, right. your zucchini, your squash, your spinach, your chard, mustard, that type of thing within moderation. 80-20 uh, ground beef, chicken, pork, fish? salmon, tuna, mm -hmm. um, catfish. Oh yeah, I need a lot of fish. Um, shellfish is fine. They're high in protein. You know, it's really hard to say what I eat because I, I could sit here for two days telling you what I eat. Um, I just... It's easier to say, no, I don't eat any grains. I don't eat any fruits. I eat very minimal vegetables. Um, I do not eat anything processed anymore. Right. Uh, just because it's unreal food. Look at the packaging. You can't, there's so much sugar hidden in those packaged foods. Um, and if you can't pronounce it, it's not real. It's, it's chemicals. It's byproducts. It's just not healthy for you. I think and I saw that's just your... as bad as. Right. Um, sorry, I think I saw on your Facebook that you had gotten some mayonnaise and you had posted, was that you that posted the mayonnaise that had all the sugar in it? Someone that mm -hmm. on my face came yep. up on my Facebook. Yeah. Yeah, I, um, went to, I went to the mall the other day and, and it's, you can live keto in the world. So for example, last week I went to see a movie with my son and we went to the food court. He got what he wanted and I got a, a Philly cheesesteak, just the meat and the cheese and some bacon. I asked for some mayonnaise. Well, I knew it was going to have soybean oil, which is a seed oil, and it's highly, highly, highly inflammatory, but I was willing. It had high fructose corn syrup, corn syrup, and some other sugar inside of it. Right. Now, why? Why? Now, I make my own mayonnaise here now, and I don't eat store-bought mayonnaise anymore, um, just because it is so, what they use is 
unnatural inflammatory impact for the body. So you're a keto um, convert. Uh, yep. I, I, I talk to people all the time about keto and um, yeah, I was, it was so funny. I cringe sometimes when I go to the stores and I hear people talking about diets and, and I have a little favorites folder and I'm like, here of my picture. I'm like, this is me before this is me now. Here's my blood. T you know, I will show you my blood test results. I will show you how it, it works. And um, I will, I defend it. Um, especially to those people that are trying to sell shakes and pills and, and whatnot to say, this is how you have to lose weight. I, there's no need to buy any gimmicks right. at all. Right. Um, so your doctor gave you um, the thumbs up for this. I'm assuming he's been mm -hmm. tracking your uh, success throughout it. He's one of the reasons that you gave it a try. It oh, he, he's amazing. I, I, we switched from a, a traditional medical practice to a direct primary care physician, meaning I pay a membership to this doctor, right. but he's a board certified internal medicine physician. Um, he does practice your traditional Western medicine, but he's not one that just, Put you through a, a, a cattle call and just throws medicine at you. Every time I go in, he just giggles when he talks about my husband and I. Um, just because we are the, what he views as the poster children. We took his advice, we heeded it, we're doing it with very minimal effort. And the return on our effort is just tenfold. It's, it's just amazing. So it's I mean, my husband. And I, yeah, psoriasis, acne, eczema. And then you've lost weight. And then your, um, mm -hmm. your, your blood pressure's down and your um, other blood work is, is healthy? Yeah. Yeah. Everything so you, is great. I mean, I'm in better health now at 45 than I was at 25. Goodness. So you lost weight. You said you lost 80 pounds or is that your total altogether? Or is that just, how much have you lost altogether? A, a total of 80 pounds. 80 pounds. And your husband has lost how much? Um, I think he's 90. Oh, so wow. a total of 170. Mm -hmm. All together. Wow. So, mm -hmm. um, so when you started, your doctor said, try keto. Did you follow a book? Of, of how did you learn what you needed to do? And how were you convinced of it? Um, we just got on the internet and started Googling about ketogenic. Uh, there are so many YouTube channels out there. There was actually a guy on YouTube that we found very helpful. Um, his channel is Butter Bob. Uh, butter he no longer Bob? posts on there, dude. Butter Bob. And he goes, eating butter made my pants fall off. <laughs> and, you know, people used to make and so much butter. Paula Dean really and her butter. Uh, maybe she knew something. Of course, she also had the sugar. Exactly. Maybe she knew something they didn't know. Yeah. Um, and my, um, and because of you, honestly, my daughter Caroline yeah. has started keto or start, what, how? I don't even know how much she lost anymore. 80 pounds, probably. I think that's about where she was, 88 pounds. Yep. She lost all kinds of weight. Um, um, my husband and I, my husband had done Adkins several years ago, but my husband and I eat much, I'm probably not, I'm not nearly as uh, rigid as you are, but we are very cognizant about that. We eat more vegetables, but almost eat no processed food, almost eat no sugar. Um, and uh, because we want to have a healthy lifestyle, my hubby still needs to lose weight. I could lose a few pounds, but... Um, but he, you know, he knows that his body works best on a low carb diet. It just, some people just have to have mm -hmm. that, I think. Um, so that's, I mean, that's just amazing. And now, that's a fallacy. 
And that's a, Go ahead. No, I, just people needing carbs, that is a complete fallacy. The body, if the body needs carbs, it will produce its own carbs. There's absolutely, your body needs protein for the muscle and your brain needs the fat. Right. Um, your body does need, does not, there are essential fats. Um, there are essential acids. There are, there's no such thing as essential carbohydrates. And if anybody says they cannot do uh, a low carb, high fat diet or a ketogenic diet, then they're missing. Honestly, I will stand strong in this. They're misinformed or they're not doing it properly. Wow. Um, I mean, that is how strong I am about this, how vehemently strong I am to support this. Well, I mean, you're clearly walking proof of it. Um, so you were featured in a magazine. Your story was featured in a magazine. Tell me about that experience and where that was and kind of if that, what that did for you. I mean, it probably changed your life well, somewhat. Um, yeah, my agent tells me it did every day. No. <laughs> Let's see. We, we, my husband and I, again, there's so much social media content out there. YouTube is a, is a great uh, area for information. There's a chiropractor out of Virginia uh, Dr. Eric Berg, B-E-R-G, and he has a strong YouTube channel. He has Facebook and so forth. And and he actually, while I don't agree 100% in some of his uh, methodologies, the videos that he puts out there are very um, user-friendly. They're easily understandable, and they're great baseline foundation for anybody wanting to understand about ketogenics. Okay. Um, anyhow, so he and I got to, he and I got to talking one day. I actually have been interviewed, he interviewed both my husband and I about the ketogenic eating. And as a result, he emailed me a couple days after he's like, listen, uh, I'm being highlighted in this magazine and they need a testimonial. They need somebody. So would you mind doing it? I said, that would be fabulous. So it was women's world magazine. Um, one of those that are always at the tabloid section right. at the checkout of your grocery store. So I said, fine. Um, they sent me a questionnaire. I answered it uh, with great, great detail. And, and I know how the, the publishing world is. I'm going to give you 10 pages and you're right. maybe going to use two pages worth. Right. Well, I gave them six pages and they used four sentences. Right. <laughs> but um, so they sent a photographer to the house and they, various pictures around the house um it was classic january it was actually yeah, it was january um 15th or so that weekend and it was actually chilly here in florida and here i am out in a sundress outside in the cold trying not to shiver as the photographer was taking the pictures she must have taken a hundred pictures they used one picture right <laughs> they wanted me to cook uh, they wanted me to uh, have something, you know, food-wise in the picture. So I made a pizza uh, as colorful as I could. It didn't even use that. So it was, it was an interesting experience. Right. Um, I've been, you know, I've been published, but that's about that. So I haven't, didn't get much uh, feedback or results of being exposed in it. Maybe two or three people totally through social media. And that was it. Well, I, it, it's definitely I was a fun impressed. experience. Yeah. Um, so tell me, so now that you basically, I'm assuming you're kind of on maintenance now, you've lost 80 pounds, your husband's lost 90 pounds, you're kind of cruising kind of where you are mm -hmm. on your bodies. And now you've figured out how to eat and you know, that's just kind of a 
that's just your life now. So tell me about what happens next for you guys. What are you working on any particular projects? I know you are a caregiver. Tell me about your life. Um, let's see here. I am a warrior. I, I just, I'm a, the queen of everything. Uh, I, my full-time job is I've been a full-time caregiver to my mother-in-law for the past five years. Wow. I take care of her physical needs, her medical needs, financial needs, everything. Um, so that's my full time, uh, as long as well as being wife and for 23 years to my awesome husband, Al. Uh -huh. And then we have one son, Daniel, who's 14. And as I indicated, he has autism and ADHD, along with some other neurological challenges. So between my mother-in-law managing a house and then his needs and fighting uh, the school system and so forth to as his advocate and proponent to get him uh, the right support to help him achieve the most that he can, that, that's my free time. Plus, uh, we are urban homesteaders. We have chickens and rabbits and what else? we've had a couple other critters around here that we take care of and utilize you know, their byproducts to support our lifestyle. That's kind of awesome. We we were talking earlier. We I, we I have chickens. I don't know if I'll always be a chicken mom, but you know, it is a it's just a a choice that you make about knowing. The one thing I love about it is that I know where my food comes from. I you know after I'm a breast cancer survivor. After that, I started looking at everything I mm -hmm. ate and all the chemicals that are in everything. And we've been eating quote organic forever. See, I'm eight years out. So at least then we already were trying to be more healthy, but we've been trying to eat that way. But knowing what I put in my chickens and what they're eating and how, what the eggs I get out, that gives me some peace about what I'm putting in my mouth. Um, you know, and, and these other, it, yeah. it, it's, it's neat to have some other opportunities to do that. I have every intention of having a garden and every year I get, life gets past me, but someday I will do better about that. Um, yeah, so we have, we have a garden <laughs> as well. And my husband, I, he's a modern day grizzly Adams. Uh -huh. He hunts, he fishes. So he, he provides a lot of our protein, a lot of our meat that we need. Um, well, you know, I never think about gardener, so. that in Florida. Where does he go to hunt? Does he go, you know, here we, I'm, I'm in oh, North Georgia. Yeah, we, we, there's a lot of places to hunt uh, around. I'm in a little um, suburb north of Tam downtown Tampa, about 20, 30 minutes out. And uh, we have deer in our backyard. Um, we've had, we have a, inundated with wild hogs all around, but we have a, a small home in a, in a little sleepy town called Steenhatchee, Florida. Oh yeah, I know where actually, that is. Um, mm -hmm which is very well known for its scalloping seasons and so forth. Right. But yeah, we hunt out of there too. Oh, interesting. You know, I never would have put that together ever. Um, so now that, well, your mother, your, for the future for you, it looks like you're mm -hmm. caregiving um, your mother-in-law, your son, who's 14, yep. is he going into high school? How great is he, he is entering, uh, he, he's going into eighth grade. We, eighth we grade. hold him back. Uh, yeah, we held him back in kindergarten just because at the time he had such, he presented so many unique needs and challenges. We couldn't zero everything in. So we, he was a kindergarten red shirt, which in hindsight has been beneficial for him. Yeah. I so mean, I don't think he's a race to get done. 12th 
grade. No, it doesn't really matter. I mean, he, and he'll be, he can be a kid for as long as he needs to be a kid. Right. And obviously he's got some additional challenges. So exactly not a race. Um, but, um, so he is for high school for him, which will be next year then if he, if that's mm -hmm. if this year's a success for him. Yes. Um, is there some, are there special, I mean, uh, is he going to have the opportunity to be in a special situation or does he, do they mainstream him with his situation? Tell me about what his high school years are. No, he, like. he's in the, yeah, well, he's, he will be in, if he, if he stays in the public school system here, mm -hmm. he will be in a self-contained, um, AS, what they call ASD, ESE program, um, autism spectrum disorder, exceptional student education program. So, uh, for example, there's our high schools here have maybe a thousand kids total right. from nine, nine to 12. And he may be a subset of maybe only 30 to 50 kids in that ESE. There will be bits of inclusion opportunities through programs like Best Buddies, Special Olympics and so forth. But um, he will be in essence uh, in a special bubble within the school system. Uh, we are looking at a private school as well as a charter school to see which is going to meet his needs. He's functioning enough that with the right coaching and teaching support, he can go on to college. He should be able to, uh, if he wanted to. As of right now, he will finish 12th grade, then he will be eligible for the transition service program, and then possibly go to a vocational school, or even some of the uh, Florida colleges are creating programs for uh, disabled students like himself wow. where he will actually be able to get some sort of degree so he is verbal he is social he uh, the biggest challenge for him is that he is regarded as intellectually disabled and so he learns a little bit slower and a little bit different but he has the uh, he has the aptitude we just have to we society have to change our approach so he learns and could be the best that he can be. Well, and you know, um, there are m other warrior moms potentially listening to, to this podcast who know that they have a path that, for their children, that they have to fight for the path, if you will, um, to make sure that the, their children are getting the best opportunity they can, not necessarily go to Harvard, but to go to places that are the best um, uh, for them. Uh, and do, have you, do you um, how do you help other moms with that? Have you, like, do you guys have a Facebook group? Or <laughs> oh, yeah. Support each other? Or how do you get help that you need? Um, honestly, I've been fighting, and this, unfortunately, his needs have cost me my professional career. Um, mainstream industries, while they tout that they support uh, diversity and supporting the disabled, it's only to a finite level. It's not. For a long term right um, and I found that very evident in several corporations when he was younger I would dedicate at least 20 hours a week of self-study self-research to find what's out there uh, asking I, I mean we when he was in first grade it was a really low point and I literally called ev as many people as I knew that were in the medical field that focused on pediatrics to help me. And finally, I found somebody that was able to help me. And she gave me some good leads. And then I just kept knocking on doors, knocking on doors till I found the right help. Um, at this point, I study IDEA uh, idea, which is federal law that is 
outlines how school districts are supposed to support children with any need, whether, you know, they need extra time to, you know, they need an individual education plan, an IEP, that federal law is the foundation for it. It's, it's the Magna Carta for special needs. Um, unfortunately, many local districts don't fully understand it. There's not a good uh, level of communication from the federal level to the state level to the district levels. Um, so I advocate for my son. I actually haven't have had to retain attorneys and IEP advocates to sit at the table to make sure that he's getting what he needs. And then I just take the lessons learned and I help parents. Um, I'm a squeaky wheel. I will mouth off and I will make people aware because I too many you. people are scared <laughs> to say anything. Well, great. Yeah. Oh. You know, I I, um, I, know, I think it's, you know, you're, you're in that tension all the time of trying to be the advocate for your son, not necessarily be an inappropriate squeaky wheel, but you've got some, if you're not going to advocate for him, who will? And I, I'm sure you feel the weight of well, that. And as I, a mom. I make it, oh yeah. And I make it very clear. You do for me and my son, I will do for you. If you fight me, you know, you better watch out. And even the te- my reputation precedes me. And I know teachers at the school now that say, listen, I knew her from elementary. If you cooperate, if you are honest with her up front and work with her, she will do anything and everything you want. I will help you fill out grants. I will find scholarships. I will, I will supply your classroom. Not as a, because I reciprocate. I know what these teachers are going through. I come, my husband's family is a family for, of educators. So I understand all the challenges that they go through. And I'm not there to be belligerent and to uh, be disrespectful and rude to them. I want to empower them. I want to support these teachers and help them. But don't lie to me. And, and they have learned that, that, okay, we can't lie to Mrs. Rogers. We are going to help her and her son this way. And they understand that my requests and my expectations are reasonable ones. Um, I understand the law and I don't try to push it. But you've got to make sure you're getting the best thing for your, your child. Ah, well, awesome. Um, I, I, you know, as a mom, a mother lion, you know, I'm thinking of you as a mother lion. Um, you're out there doing what you have to do for that, for your son who is so lucky to have you. Um, so now tell me, do you do anything publicly? Do you have a Facebook group? Do you, how do, how can people reach out and connect with you? If they, if they find something that they've resonated with you or need some help in that direction, where can Mm -hmm. they find you? Uh, I'm here at home. No, (laughs) Uh, I do have a social, I do have a social media presence. Um, On Instagram, I'm known as the sassy keto warrior. Sassy keto warrior. I like that. Yep. Um, So I like to say that refer myself as the sassy warrior. Um, I've got the attitude. I've got I've got the imp to it and I am a fighter. I, I used to not be a fighter. Right. Uh, but then I realized people were walking all over me and I had to, you know, there are things that are important to me and there are people that are relying on me to defend them and protect them and empower them like my son and my mother-in-law. Right. And so I fight and there are people that don't have somebody to fight and I can either be a martyr or I can be a fighter. I'm a survivor. Right. So you're at Sassy Keto Warrior on Instagram, Facebook, same handle? Uh, I'm actually Keto Jenny. Keto Jenny. And why? Uh huh. Mm hmm. Okay. And well, I don't, I never get into Twitter. <laughs> well, me either. I don't do Twitter either. Um, well, Jen, it's been amazing to talk to you, and I, I'm, you have an amazing story. But, you know, the thing, my big takeaway 
from this conversation is that that sassy warrior and fighter for your family. And if, if you're not doing it, who will? So I just admire what you're doing. Of course, I admire the fact that you got your health in, in, in line where you could stay around and be healthy to do the fighting that you felt like you needed to do to be an advocate for your mother-in-law, to be an advocate for your son. So I just th- want to say, I think they're so lucky to have you. And I just think you're kind okay. of an amazing, an amazing mom. But thanks so much for being thanks. on yeah, it's just, uh, Go ahead. Oh, no, I just, everybody has to constantly be looking towards the future. Who's going to take care of, the reason I, another big reason for losing the weight is, it's just my husband and I with our son. Who's yes. going to take care of him if we're not here? Yes. So, um, that had to have then, hit home. Yeah. And then to break the chain of addiction, he already shows the signs of addiction because of the medications he's on, his neurological yes. issues, and the propensity for that sugar and food addiction. So trying to fix that now um, versus later. Wow. So Amazing. You're just doing, you're walking the walk, and I'm just so proud to know you. Um, all right. Well, listen, we got to scoot, but um, thanks so much for being with us. And um, Now, don't just, forget uh, that this episode is brought to you by Magnolia Organizing. Pop on over to our website to claim our new 11 Top Hacks for Life Reinvention. Also, find us at Instagram and Facebook at Magnolia Organizing. And I can't wait to see you next week as we talk to our next Woman Reinvented. Thank you for listening to Woman Reinvented with Beth Smith. For show notes or to contact Beth, visit her website, magnoliaorganizing.com.